0: Welcome back, all of you sports card collectors, to a podcast about collecting sports cards. This is Stacking Slabs, and it is your hobby content alternative. I'm Brett. I host this show. I love collecting sports cards. I love the escape. I love buying, selling, and if there is an opportunity making a trade. That's always the best part. Few and far between. Find yourself a good trade partner. Someone that's not going to rake you over coals. Someone who's got stuff that you like and you've got stuff that they like and you can have a dancing partner, if you will. I am on a lot of caffeine. I've been on dad duty all weekend, solo dad duty. The wife is has been away she went to nashville with a group of friends visiting a friend um i figured since she is carrying my second child um i should not push back on the trip and i have had an actually really fun weekend with my daughter shout out to the grandparents for the support you need those support layers um when you can get them when you're on the solo dad duty train we had a fun uh Saturday, where um decided, you know what? I'm going to hit the, the Colts Pro Shop. We're going to just run around the stadium, take a photo uh, in front of the Peyton statue. It's fun. I've been doing that throughout her life. It's whenever we're in the area, um, I'll just tell her to stand and let me capture a photo. I believe this time around, she's, you know, walk. She's not very, she's almost two. She's not standing anywhere. So I did my best. I love going to the pro shop. It's dangerous. I did get a new Colts dad hat. I had the snapback, but I needed a dad hat to enter the season. I was looking for the Anthony Richardson uh, vapor uh, jersey, the vapor wear jersey. I'm a buyer of the traditional, but you know what? There's these months when I'm walking to the stadium and you got the, that layer on and the sun hits you and you get really hot hearing that the vapor is more breathable. So the the, the AR-5 has not hit yet. Got a uh, message that, it, or he the individual working told me that it'll probably hit this month. Yes, I do buy jerseys of kids that are younger than me with uh, their names, and I wear it to games proudly. Um, I'm a jersey guy, always have been. One of the fun things that I... Caught my attention when I walked in. The Homage brand is my favorite. Wrestling tees, sports stuff. And the Colts line was being carried in the pro shop. And they just had a brand new Anthony Richardson AR Time t-shirt. Had to pick up one of those. Picked up one for my brother at McGrath's cards. I might have not given it to him yet. But he will get it by the time this episode goes live. Um, I can feel the season starting. Um, It feels good. I hope all of you um, football fanatics out there are feeling the same way. I sat down when my daughter was napping and I was trying to figure out, you know, there's got to be some sports on. There was like college baseball and, you know, I can watch it. But I was like, what else do we got? And I actually like have found solace in going to the NFL Network and just watching games from last year. So I, I watched the entirety of the Giants-Packers uh, game from London last year. And I can tell you, I, I can do that. I'm entertained by doing that. I don't know if that's a sickness or what, but I've been doing that. I've been watching a lot of wrestling, enjoying the bloodline story. Good God, it's awesome. Just if you're a wrestling fan, You got to be just enjoying that. I'm a fan of the new Roman strap. I'm excited to see some cards with the new title celebrating his 1,000 days. Really been enjoying that. I've been enjoying AEW. I thought uh, the Rampage show this week was incredible. Um, A lot of Rampage is usually kind of like a throwaway. You could miss it. But this last week's Rampage, you had the AAA mega title that was up uh, for grabs and just an absurd luchador matchup that you got to check out if you like professional wrestling. I've had this moment on Instagram where I'll be scrolling and I'll be getting reels and a bunch of stuff that reminds me this isn't why I'm here. So I've been curating my feed, trying to do whatever I can to get the right content or content for me. And I had this moment where Friday night, I was like, you know what, like I'm going to go to Instagram live and I'm just going to talk about a subset of my cards, share the story, share why I collect this certain card or player. And I haven't done in a while. I'm going to try to contribute to sports card collecting content on Instagram. So the, the catalyst was this for catalyst for me was the 2013 select gold Philip Rivers that I had gotten in the mail, and I had posted about it, and I didn't get a chance, or I I expressed how much I love 2013 Select, and I was like, you know what, this is such a driving force, and it can give me the opportunity to really share some stories about my Philip Rivers collection, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, but with 2013 Select, it is the first year of Select on the football side. Um, I just think aesthetically the cards are phenomenal. It is one of my favorite football sets of all time. I got one of my favorite players. So what I did was just go to my case and um, pulled out 10 to 12 of my favorite Philip Rivers cards and first started by telling the story of why I collect Philip Rivers And then just went in and went through the cards, talked about the cards, the traits, what I like about them. And it was like 20 minutes. And it's posted on my page at Stacking Slab. I'm at Stacking Slabs across all social media channels. But I posted it and I was like, that felt really good. Um, Got a lot of good feedback and reaction. But it just was a reminder for me that, like, you know what? We move, move, move. We go, go, go. We're always trying to pick up new cards. Sometimes, Not only spending time with your old cards is fun, but like pulling a subset out. And if you feel strongly enough about it, just like I'd encourage all of you, any listener to go to Instagram and just do a 20 minute personal showcase. I'm telling you what, if you like put it in your stories and say, hey, you know, in a couple hours, I am going to do my showcase of this parallel, this set, uh, this player, I'm watching that. I'm dying for that sort of content. I think the more I can hear collectors out there sharing stories about why they love certain cards, uh, certain collections that they're building, like that's the stuff that fuels me as a collector. I don't care about the sky is falling. I don't care about the trendy cards. I I don't care. I do not care at all. But what I do care about is connecting with other individuals who share in a similar passion than me. Doesn't need to be football. It doesn't need to be wrestling. It can be anything. But if I'm feeling that from you, feeling that excitement, feeling that enthusiasm, I am gonna connect with it at a level that is a reason why I'm here. So there's a little public service announcement. Share your cards, promote the fact that you're gonna share your cards. There'll be people that will tune in. I'm in a unique and fortunate position by hosting this show. So many things pop up into our hobby experience and when we're scrolling, when we're doing whatever. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I think curating the experience that is right for you as the collector is our opportunity. We all have the power to do that. There's been so much change over the last few years. But there is one constant, and the one constant has been the passion that is coming from the collecting community and you as the listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Before and after I hit record when I'm talking to guests every week is an exciting moment for me. I got asked recently, like, how do you pick the guests or how do your guests come to you? It is my curation. It is my selection. And I'm extremely intentional with who I bring on the show. Most of the time, I want to learn from those people. I want to build relationships with those people. And I want to be able to share their stories of those topics with all of you. And that's why we're, we're doing this program. That's why I'm up here every week, a couple times a week, talking to you, the collector, about what I'm enjoying from the experience. And not just me, but part of my role in all of this is to make sure I'm curating Voices, and we are talking about topics that I think are important to the hobby. I want to shout out my man Austin Carlson Cards. He has started a podcast. I would highly recommend anyone if you're looking for a good show about stories about collecting sports cards. Tune into Austin's show. I was the first guest. I was flattered by that. Um, I do appreciate that. But I have listened to every episode since, and. I'm enjoying this. So um, I love seeing other people out in the hemisphere talking about collecting, sharing stories about collecting. This is never a competition. There isn't a content competition. The more we as a community can be here and share, that's a theme so far of this conversation. Share, 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 share the passion. The more we can share the passion, the more excitement that there will be around sports cards. And the more I think, the more uh, people will collect and express themselves in a way that is unique to uh, those individuals, and that's how we learn. I want to thank Ryan at Mindcycle Cards. Uh, hopefully, you've gotten a chance to check out the hobby boards—the alternative to the blowout forums. There is just something a bit different that about message boards. Uh, it had been a while since I had visited message boards. Um, But I felt compelled to register and check out what Ryan was building. I love long form content. I built my career on the back of long form content. And I just think that, you know, I do passion projects like Stacking Slabs because of long form content. It's way less transactional. I think you get the full context and context is everything. Again, another theme of this episode will be context. And I think... The more we can share, the more we can paint the picture. We are operating in an era that's just, it's all about the scroll. It's all about the capturing five to 10 seconds of attention. People that are creating the mainstream content are mindful of that and they're optimizing for it. Stuff's annoying. It doesn't help. What does help is taking a step back and taking some time to listen to individuals who want to share from a long form perspective, I know it takes a little more patience, takes a little more work, but want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to some long form content as a loyal listener of the Stacking Subs podcast. And I will say this: I am extremely jealous about the experience that Ryan is is uh, has right now in being a fan of a team that is in a championship position. There is literally. No better thing to do or be a part of on the planet than when your team is on the cusp of greatness and winning that championship. Reoccurring guests coming back. We're not unlocking a new character this week, and the reason why is because there is a topic that I want to hit on, and we're going to dive in. My man Chris House of Jordans, car Ladder back first time back since February. We're going to bring him on back to uh, do a victory lap about his uh, Jokic one of one black finite prism. I'm just kidding, we're not going to do that. But what I want to talk about is the card prices and card prices before the boom. And uh I was listening to the card card or the crossover actually right before I hit record. And a former guest of the show Black Griffin Cards asked them a question and the question was like, can we it, the I don't remember exactly what the question was, but like the essence of the question is like can we be done talking about like the boom, the 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 boom and the crash of the card market? And I feel that regularly. Like, it's like, we don't need to make it about this as much as we are. However, I think part of it is, I think we are buyers of sports cards. And one of the topics that I really want to dig into is like, when it, based on the fluctuation, what's happening in the market, like, when should we feel comfortable as collectors to spend our money on specific cards? So I want to dive into that. How much further can we drop? How close are we to 2019? Have we reached the point where we'd be in 2023 if the pandemic boom had never happened? I think it's always great to get full context and to gain further explanation. And what better way to do it than talk to an individual who's building a platform, or has built a platform that is tracking all of this in real time. The mainstream wants you to get sucked into the hobby hype vortex and having the discipline to avoid getting sucked up in that is a hobby superpower. We are all hobby superheroes, everyone. We are collecting superheroes. We just got to use and flex into our strength. I think consider all of the times during your youth that you were influenced to do something that seemed like a lot of fun at the time, but had lasting repercussions. I think I could start a separate freaking podcast on this topic and it would serve someone as therapy for me. Uh, I think about all the bad decisions I've made. I think about all the repercussions that came out of those bad decisions. And part of that is learning, and part of that is growth. But I think also part of it now is how can we prevent ourselves as collectors from making similar mistakes. And it it feels funny when we see something, whether it's price seems high, whether the individual seller or something seems off. think it's really good in the hobby in 2023 to be highly skeptical and to be very cautious. Being highly skeptical and being very cautious should not be viewed as negative traits of a collector. I think any responsible collector should have some sort of skepticism and some sort of uh, caution when we are proceeding and when we are buying cards that are expensive I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. If you're dropping a thousand bucks on a piece of cardboard, that to me says there should be some risk mitigation in place when you're buying it. I'm going to talk a little bit about this, but I had a moment in one of my buys this week that really stood out. And this is not me projecting that I am the smartest person in the world in terms of buying this card at this price when it was you know, 5x that months ago. I'm not trying to do that. As a matter of fact, there are plenty of cards that I can open up my showcase and tell all of you, you know what, when I bought that card, it probably wasn't a good time, but you know what, I didn't give a shit because I needed that card. I am not tracking prices of the current market and what my current collection is worth regularly or good enough. I use Card Ladder every day, but I haven't updated my collection in a while. The part of the reason why I haven't updated my collection in a while is because A lot of the times I'm moving cards so quickly that I'm out trying to get another card. It's just this constant motion and things that are happening. But want to isolate this story and this experience to talk about a specific time where the hobby exploded around something and then went and cratering, went to crater. And part of what I have done just in the as a repercussion of that is find opportunities to buy cars that I love. So we all have told the story. There's been this. It's been told on this podcast, and I'm not going to reiterate enough. I'm just going to give context. So 2022 Prism. We're in 2023 Prism land right now, but 2022 WWE Prism, the debut product. When that I had so much excitement about that product originally dropping. Obviously, I'm a professional wrestling degenerate. I collect wrestling cards. Prism is a premier brand. Panini was just getting the license. There was so much excitement for me. I'm a gold card collector, so getting some of my favorite uh, wrestlers in gold Prism form was a priority of mine. However, when that product dropped, the Hobby Hype Machine was on full force. You had individuals who don't know anything about wrestling, who don't give a shit about wrestling, were trying to capitalize off the Prism hype brand. They are taking advantage of the market and taking advantage of other people in doing so. We saw absurd prices out of the gates for that. And as a matter of fact, I had caution to it because it was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not going to spend two to three grand on specific cards because I've just never really been used to this in wrestling cards. So I stayed away. And I stayed away and it was freaking hard. It was. And so my mindset when that was all going on was like, is, is this going to be this market forever now that Panini had li- had a license? And so what did I had the license? And so my move was go back to Topps Chrome and just not quit collecting wrestling cards, but just collect stuff that's not being paid attention to right now. So I did some heavy buying on that stuff. And then what happened on the other side? The bottom fell out and then WWE Prism crashed. Now, the crash of WWE Prism from a price perspective has has been, I, I literally follow the sales and the save searches of WWE Prism every day since April of 2022, every day. And it has been, if you are a wrestling card collector and you collect this too, and you've paid attention, you've seen it. You've seen the bottom fall out and you've seen cards slowly decline. And so for me, I have certain triggers that when certain cards hit certain thresholds, I'm buying 100% of the time. I'm buying 100% of the time when a legend gold goes under 500 of a wrestler that I need. Debut set. Legend, Gold Prism, like there are certain wrestlers within that set that if it becomes available for under $500, I'm buying it 100% of the time. So I'll say this, if you have public, this is the advantage of having a podcast. If you have 2022 WWE Prism, Gold Prism of Legends, and you're selling them for under $500, slide in the DMs at Stacking Slab but what happened was a triple h while i was on the couch on friday night a triple h the game nine time wwe champion creative superforce one of the most important figures in modern wrestling history the debut triple h came became available and it was 550 or best offer and i sat there for a minute and i said okay well 550 is above my threshold here should i smash bin or should i Make an offer, and I decided, you want know it's like Friday night, I'm going to make an offer. So I made an offer for 450. Offer accepted, and I felt like I stole something. You know why I felt like I stole something? Because, and by the way, the seller, phenomenal. Um, and I'm gonna I'm actually going to pull it up. So the Frankid on eBay. Great communication. I love it when you meet a seller on eBay who's just kind and courteous. Awesome deal on eBay. So this card, out of the gates, when I talked about the hype, the hobby hype machine wanted to put you in the vortex, sold for $6,300 on April 7th of 2022. On May of 2022, sold for 2579 So you can just see in a month how that card lost value, okay? From 63 to 25. A PSA 10 of that card in April of this year, Last month, two months ago, sold for 1149 PSA 10. And I just bought a raw copy this past weekend for $450. So rules, okay? Creating rules around your cards. Think anytime you're buying a card that's a thousand bucks or more, you need to create rules. Could I get this card cheaper if it went to auction is always a question I, I ask myself. Also evaluating is, is this a card I need? And I don't care if I'm the highest. That's another question you should ask yourself. I think the principles of treating collectibles as investments hardly works out the way we want. There's a strong chance we never see prices like we did during the bubble. Okay, we should all take note in that. I want to dig into that with Chris this week. Always exceptions based on collectability. We should always know that no matter how hard people how hard people try to make collectability manufactured, it can never happen. From a long term perspective, organic growth and interest will always freaking win. And speaking of manufacture, I'm gonna close this episode out by sharing a tweet from one of my favorite accounts. And that account on Twitter is MT Trading. You can follow him at MT Trading too. And this was just, I love data driven content, I love people who have substance with what they're telling. And this is helpful. Okay. So his tweet from June 2nd at 8.16 PM was, I'll update this at the end of June, but eBay does virtually no marketing and achieved these numbers. PWCC was already pretty well positioned and is now owned by a marketing machine. And here's, before I get into the data, he, he clarified that he was referring to referring to item promotion at the high end. So the data set here is in Q1 of 2023, $10,000 and above sales. So we're saying $10,000 and above. eBay had 969 sales. Golden had 798. PwC had 966. Heritage had 353. Alt had 32. So eBay made up 29% of all of this. And if you think about this for a second, and I'm not here to be eBay fanboy, but I buy most of my cards on eBay. eBay is not marketing the individual cards. They're not going and they're not doing the Instagram, the reels, they're not standing outside in front of a jet or doing all of that. They're just there. But the the marketing machine happens with these other consignment spots, and you can see the overwhelming majority of these $10,000 sales and above are happening on eBay. Yes, it's the biggest platform, but I think it's just something interesting and it's a data point we should consider. The question I always ask myself, if this card is not on the front page of an auction site and is not getting the full marketing promotion, does, does anyone even see it? So many cards get lost in the shuffle and those are cards and opportunities for me as a buyer. I just question if you're selling, Is that really the right style and format to sell it? Sell your cards. I don't know. Just something to think about. I love data-driven content. And shout out to MTT Trading for putting that together. Hopefully you all have a great week. Hopefully you're enjoying collecting sports cards and you are getting enthused and energized by the hobby like me. You take care of yourself. Take care of the others around you. Chris from Card Ladder on the damn program this Friday. We'll talk to you soon.